And it's time now for the Power Play Podcast, presented by National Coney Island. I'm Jonathan Kidd, along with Sean Belegian. Sean, how are you today? Pleasure to be here, buddy, and thanks to our friends at National Coney Island for being a part of it. And, uh, you know, anybody that listens to this, anybody that watches this for what it's worth, uh, please support those who support uh, this great game. And go out and have a lunch at National Coney Island, huh? Tell us about your days at DFN with National Coney Island. Yeah, it was funny. We used to have something called uh, the Coney Bet, where instead of making bets for, for dollars, uh, we would make bets uh, using Coney as our monetary value. So, uh, for example, I'll give you a, a, a perfect example. Our, our uh, good friend Ryan Armani from Fox 2, Ryan Armani is a big Michigan football fan. Oh, of course, uh, along, with, along with me. Yes, and uh, I'm a big Michigan State fan, and I used to uh, make him Coney bets for Michigan-Michigan State games. So, uh, I, I, I won a few Coney's uh, in, in the span of time there, but um, hey, there's nothing like a Coney. I mean, it's a, it's a Michigan thing, obviously it's a Detroit thing, and in my opinion, it's a perfect fit for doing something like this, so we thank them for coming aboard, man. You can watch our podcast at statechampsnetwork.com, youtube.com slash statechampstv, and the audio podcast, you can listen to it on SoundCloud. Your latest rankings have just came out. Yeah. You can see it at statechampsnetwork.com. We're going to talk about a few teams today that I feel they're on the rise. Yeah. I mean, you feel that they're on the rise, too. Let's talk about Hancock. They're seventh in the state. You know What do you feel about these Hancock up in UP? Well, you know, number one, there's a tremendous amount of, of um, competition up north in, in the UP. I, I don't think... Frankly, that that maybe people perhaps the, the understand the level of competition up there, and what Hancock has done, and and you can go look at their record. They've really taken the anybody anywhere kind of approach. They'll play anybody, and that's Hancock is way up there in the state of Michigan. You know, you put the mitten out and go to the the upper left and everything. So a, a lot of respect for what Hancock is doing, and they just keep getting the job done. I, I think they're right there with Flint Powers, six of one, half a dozen of the other. And, um, you know, in recent years, you've seen Houghton. You know, it's it's been Houghton. Then it was Hancock. Then it was Calumet. And I think this year, there's quite the battle up there. I'm not counting out Coach Markham and, and Houghton just yet. And you know Calumet, I mean, the Copper Kings get hot. But I, I think right now, the bragging rights in the very, very tough UP uh, go to Hancock. They they just grind you out. That's the way that they won a title a couple of years ago, and I think that's working for them again now. And you feel like when it comes to the playoffs, it's going to be between them and Holton. Yeah, I really I like those both both those teams because I think in years gone by, John, if you remember 10, 15 years ago, a lot of times those teams in the UP would get here and maybe they didn't have the depth. And so you would see they would go up against a, a, a team that was deeper and everything, and they would be they would be gassed, I guess would be the best word to say it. Um, Their benches are deeper, they go deeper now, and that's why you've seen teams from the UP have the amount of success that they have had. As I mentioned, Hancock won just a a couple years ago, so uh, I I really like those two teams up there. Um, Travis Perry, you know, at at, at Flint Powers, he's been one of those guys, he's been the bridesmaid for a while. He's eventually going to break the seal. I wouldn't be surprised if it was... And we we talked about that in the last couple podcasts, like, is this going to be their time. Yeah, and and you know what? It, it, it's going to be interesting, but you know, one of the cool things to me is we always talk about the usual suspects. You, you have other teams that have kind of 
popped up in that region. You know, Saginaw Heritage, they made it to the Division II semifinals in 2013, but they've been outstanding on, under J.J. Uh, Bamberger. Davison is a team. I know we're going to touch on them later, but uh, Davison is legitimate. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what's really cool is, is, is you're seeing some teams really start to get their act together. And in the process, I think it improves at least the perception of some of the teams in, in their region. Let's talk about Celine. They're number eight in the state. You yeah. you had a few coaches off the record say, "Why you have Celine eight? Last year, you know, we thought they were going to lose to Livonia Churchill in the quarterfinals. All oh, we thought, oh, Churchill's going to be in there in the sem- semifinals. But Celine pulled it off. They made it to the semis, and they gave Forest Hills Northern Eastern a great game. What is about them that they can take the next step? I, I think first and foremost, and, and when you talk to, to coaches, this is a guy who's very respected amongst coaches. I think it's Coach uh, Paul Fassbender. Uh, you know, he's had success at a, at a couple different places, and he's made that translate to, to Celine. And, and again, I challenge people, take take a look at one schedule. I, I think a schedule tells you a lot about a team. And, and sometimes, and, and we'll get on this later, sometimes maybe a team's right around 500. Yeah. But if you dig a little deeper and you look at who they're playing, you're like, this team can play anybody. Celine is a team that that has been playing good teams, and they've been winning against good teams. I think they're a team that flies completely under the radar, in, 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 I guess in terms of maybe what the fans are thinking. But I think the coaches, especially the coaches that, that might have to play them, I think the coaches feel differently. Because you know I, I know some Division II coaches that are kind of looking at that region and going, my goodness gracious, you got Plymouth and Livonia Stevenson on one side, you got Trenton and Celine on the other side. What what a you know a, a complete debacle that could be for and somebody. And that's going to be a pre-regional Trenton yep. and Celine. Yep, and and it's going to be hey and listen, it, it, Trenton's legitimate. I mean, not that Trenton went anywhere, but I, I think Chad Clements. This is the best Trenton team I think since their last championship in fourteen. And I and I'm really happy for Chad. He's a, he's a he's a good guy. But listen. Those guys know. Can Celine knock those teams off? Absolutely. Okay, I, I, Jerry Vento, he's another one. I, I think this might be his best team at Plymouth. Yeah. Don't overlook Plymouth. You know, if if you knock off Lavonia Stevenson in that game, all of a sudden you've got some you've got some momentum and you got some confidence in yourself. But I think Celine fits right in there. I really do, John. And uh, I think perhaps it's the guys that aren't in Division Two and aren't paying close attention to Celine that that maybe don't know uh, how good Celine is. You're watching and listening to the Power Play podcast presented by National Colony Island. We're going to continue with our rankings. Saginaw Heritage, you have it at number 19. They made the jump from Division 3 all the way up to Division 1. What was the reasons behind that? Well, I, I think, you know, it's interesting when you look at Saginaw Heritage in recent years, as I mentioned, they made it to the Division Two semifinal in, in 2013. Yeah, they lost to Stevenson. Yeah, they, they lost to Stevenson that game. So they've had, you know, a pretty good amount of success in, in, in all divisions. In, in my opinion, when I look at it, I, I think their region is, is one with the Division One teams where I think Saginaw Heritage could take a long run. As a matter of fact, uh, just looking ahead, uh, I, I think they're going to be one of the teams that end up in the Final Four based on you know what, what they it's have. It's kind of like when Bay City All Saints or the Bay City team yeah. made it all the way there a few years and, ago. And with that being said, they're completely legitimate. I mean, they, they are. Again, I challenge people, go look at a team's record. Go look at who they are playing and who they are beating. And a lot of times, John, to me, a loss tells you something. Yeah. 
Uh, sometimes if, if you have that tough loss or you tie a team, I think you learn a lot about a team in, in that regard too. So um, Saginaw Heritage is a team, in, in my opinion, I think uh, in Division One they they might have, um, I don't want to say an easier road and, and mean that to be disrespectful, but I, I think it's an easier road than perhaps the one they would have in Division Three. And in that area, you got Davison at 23, and they beat Saginaw Heritage. Yeah, Davison's a great story. I love these stories, John. I really do because... They were in the finals in the early 2000s. Yeah, exactly. I love these stories because, you know, again, you have the usual suspects, and then you have a team like Davison that maybe flies under the radar a little bit, and perhaps people don't notice until they win a game like that, until they win a game 6-3. Uh, to three. So I think they're going to be a, a team to watch, uh, no doubt about it. And, and to me, John, that is what's fun about it. And a lot of times somebody says, well, maybe you're overlooking this team or maybe you're overlooking that team. There are a lot of teams that are close to to breaking the seal. Like, I, I was talking to, to Coach Nick Field at, at Lake Orion. Lake Orion's a darn good team. They're, they're a team that's very close. Uh, you and I, uh, Birmingham, you know, there's another team that, um, you know, they're unbeaten right now, and I'm going to be really intrigued to see what happens when they play DCD. I think that'll tell you a lot because Detroit Country Day is a team that, John, I think... You had no choice but to put Detroit Country Day in the rankings, and deservedly so. With Birmingham unified, is it just right now? It's just the schedule. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not. We're, we're not disrespecting yeah, the no schedule. Di- You're I, undefeated. It's it's a good. It, start it is. It is what it is. To to use a term that maybe some people have heard of, but it, it's it, you know, John. To me, um, beating RU, beating Rochester United, is a it's a good win that that gets you on the paper. But I think to make to make a bigger splash, they have a big weekend coming up. As I mentioned, a game against DCD and and arguably one of the best goalies in the state, and Junior Sam Avola. So this is going to be a scenario where I promise you. And if somebody from Birmingham is listening right now, I promise you, you 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 beat Detroit Country Day, you keep winning, you're going to be in the rankings. You, you've you earned that right. And also in the OA, we have Troy at 24. Yeah, Troy Troy is another well, team. They're the United squad. Yeah, they, they're they very intriguing to me because you have Ike out there, and I think everybody knows the work that, that Bob Hall does, but you have Troy, and, and I think because Troy's done it for a couple years now, now people are starting to take notice and say, okay, well, what's what's going on there? What What's, what's the scenario there? So that's what I'm intrigued about to see how much it can continue because how do you become a usual suspect? You keep getting on the map. And I think Troy has been a team that in the last couple of years has been able to put themselves on the map. Take a look at, I'll go to the west side, Joel uh, Brazil and, and Granville. I mean, how many people knew what was going on with Granville? Well, when you do it year after year after year, you become a usual suspect. Uh, a couple weeks ago when we had Coach David Mitchell from Livonia Stevenson, we talked about the MIHL showcase yeah. and the experiences there. That's going to be in a couple weeks, but I want to touch on the Michigan Public High School Hockey Showcase that is going on in Chelsea in a couple weeks as well. It's after the MIHL's showcase. It's in its sixth year. Good good games there, too. I, I enjoy it. I'm going to try to get out there. I was I was able to get out there the last couple of years, and I, I want to give a special shout-out um, to the head coach at Chelsea because I think the coaches know this. John, you probably know this. A guy like Don Wright does so much behind the scenes. I don't think the average person understands that. And, you know, that's something that, you know, he hosts it and he puts on a great show. He puts on a great show for the teams and he puts on a great show for the media. So I want to give a, a shout 
shout out to to certainly uh, Coach uh, Wright and and the Chelsea Bulldogs in particular for for really getting behind that. But no, I love the idea. I think originally people people kind of well at, at that time I remember it was you know some some schools that played in the MIHL showcase we're not happy with it let's start our own and then the problems early on it was it was competing at the same weekend yeah with the, you know now they're waiting till after the MIHL showcase so you have those teams that were playing in the MIHL showcase would be able to play in this public high school showcase. And and you know what I think has changed, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree, you know what I have found? I have found that coaches are acting like adults now and everybody's rolling in the same direction. And and when you hear people say the more the merrier, yeah, let's have let's have a tournament up in Traverse City. Let's have a tournament up in Gaylord. Let's go up and, and make that trek to the UP and play for the Miners Cup. You know, let let's do an MIHL KLA uh, showcase. Yeah. I love that. The more the merrier because it showcases this fantastic game. I challenge some of the teams out there, you know, to 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 get behind that and do that. I I think it'd be fun. You know what'd be great is to take some teams from the west side of the state, and there's a slew of good teams out there. You know, uh, Forest Hills Central. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Forest Hills NE because, you know, they're a team that's been able to make some run. Uh, Mike Slobodnik and, and, and Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Of course, we mentioned Coach Brazil. I think it would be great to get a bunch of those teams together on the west side and have some kind of tournament. Or even say to some uh, a bunch of teams in the mid-region of the state, you know, to say to Cadillac, to say to Big Rapids, let's do something like this. Let's put a showcase on for our players. So um, the more the merrier. I think it's a great thing, and uh, I totally support any any kind of tournament like that. And, John, as a matter of fact, if, if you want to carpool out yep. to the to the, the public school showcase, uh, I'll drive. How's that? Yeah, and, uh, and I noticed that it's only going to be a three-day tournament. Before, it was like a week long, and sure. then it was like, I think some schools had to drive, have a game on Monday, and then they have a game on Saturday. Yep. I think it's more convenient that it's just a three-day Absolutely. I, I agree. Get in, get out, uh, get the product out there. And I, I looked on there today, and some notable matchups, we have Norfolk against Utica Eisenhower, Plymouth versus Davidson, uh-huh. Celine and Salem's going to play, Allen Park and Birmingham Unified, and the host school, Chelsea, plays Marquette. You know it's interesting you mentioned Northville because um, I you know I live in Northville I'm I'm able to see Northville quite a bit and Coach Robert it's I I love the guy I think he's been great for the game but the game that jumped out to me last year was Forest Hills Central in Northville because I mean you had a top team in Division One taking on a top team in Division Three and I thought it was a fantastic game and I remember talking to you shortly thereafter and I said. This Northville team is capable of making a run. They could go to the semifinals at USA Hockey Arena, and, and you agreed with me, and, and they, they made it come true. And, you know, Coach Zaschek came so close. It's a buzzsaw out there on the west side in that side of the bracket. But um, you saw some outstanding games out there, no, no doubt about it. And I think it, the word showcase is what comes to mind because sometimes you get an opportunity to see a team that, that maybe you've heard about, yeah. but you haven't had a chance to see him. I'll go back a few years ago, Romeo. And I remember I, t- I saw Romeo They play. beat Plymouth that game. I remember I saw Romeo play, and I called you, and I called a couple other people, and I said, this team's legitimate. They are absolutely and was legitimate. was the, the same year they won the state it title was the, or year, the year before? It, it was the year before when everybody's going, Romeo? Yeah. And, you know, they had a good year that year. A year later, they 
they won the championship. But I, I told anybody that would listen, there are two guys on that team that could play with anybody in the state. And, you know, I'm not trying to toot my horn when I say that. I'm trying to emphasize if, if there's a team out there that you haven't had a chance to go see yet, oftentimes you get an opportunity at one of these showcases and you can see for yourself why people are talking up this team or why their record is what it is. Or even uh, Escanaba a few years ago. Absolutely. That was my first chance to see Levi Wonder. Yep. And a lot of these coaches and players were watching him and everyone's like, who's this Levi Wonder kid? They got a good look and saw him. Boy, did they ever. He was he was something special. And he was, he was one of those guys that, again, John, I think... Anybody who played against him, anybody who coached against him, you know, even in some of the things that happened in the offseason, they would tell you right away, okay, you've got to see this kid. Well, it doesn't really translate to people like you, to people like me, to really to anybody until you see it with your own two eyes. And when you had an opportunity to see him, you saw just how good he was. This is the Power Play Podcast presented by National Coney Island. And we're going to be talking about the top five games of the week. We had a yeah. fun one last week. We had some good ones and came out all good. Yeah, you know, I got a chance to go on Saturday and see a good portion of, of Catholic Central and Cranbrook. And um, that Cranbrook team is dangerous because really nobody had been hanging with Catholic Central. And Cranbrook gave them a good go. CC pulled away at the end. But, John, I, I need to say again for the record, um, I, I think CC is head and shoulders better than anybody right now in the state. And we're going to be talking about CC right now. They're going to be playing Birmingham Brother Rice on Wednesday at the Oak Park Ice Arena at 7.30. CC did beat Brother Rice 4-1 to in November. But Brother Rice is on a little bit of a roll right now. One thing that you cannot counter for is passion and emotion. And I, I think that Kenny's done such a fantastic job with Brother Rice because they they started out the season, they stumbled a couple times, and they have been on fire. And that is going to be a difficult team for anybody to beat. They've got a five-game winning streak, but again, I challenge people to go look and see who they beat. You know what I mean? I think everybody knows the rivalry between Brother Rice and Catholic Central. In any sport. Yeah, exactly. So, again, on paper... I don't mean disrespect to Brother Rice. I think Catholic Central is the best team, period, in the state. So you can say that on paper, but the game is played on the ice, and what you can't put into that equation is the passion and emotion and everything like that. That's going to be a great game. So you think it's going to be CC? I think it's going to be CC. You're going to have to get a Herculean effort to beat Catholic Central. I, I... Listen, I don't want to say something like this because I don't want to put undue pressure on on Catholic Central or certainly a great guy like Coach Cal. They're arguably one of the best high school teams I've seen in a while. They're that, in my opinion, uh, they're of that those deep. teams in 09 and 10? They're that deep. Yes, they're that deep. They're they're deep. They're incredibly coached well. Uh, I mean, you got an NHLer on the bench. You got you know. I think Coach Cal. I think his reputation uh, precedes itself. So I really think Catholic Central is that good this year. And I'll be out there taping for, uh, taping the game. It's going to be our main event on State Champs on Sunday awesome. night, nine a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. You know, I have to get that plug oh, in there. Way to go! Yes, exactly. We're going to go up north a little bit. We got Alpina again at Gaylord on Friday at the Gaylord Sportsplex. 
Alpina is 10-4-1. Gaylord's 10-3-1. This is the first meeting of the year between these two, and then they'll meet later on at, at near the end of the regular season. Well, and this is what I'm, I'm talking about, because I, I would love to say that I've had an opportunity to go up to beautiful Alpina or beautiful Gaylord. I haven't seen either one of these teams play. I would love an opportunity to see th- these two teams play. You know, I would love it, whether it be up at the Gaylord Sportsplex or at, at the public school or, or at the MIHL Showcase. This is intriguing because I think these are two teams. I think people forget what a power Alpina was back in the day. And uh, Gaylord, obviously, we, we brought it up earlier. Uh, you have some tournaments up in the Sportsplex. That's a very intriguing game to me because I guess studying both of their schedules, I want more. You know what I mean? Okay, what is this team about? And I think uh, they're both going to have an opportunity to present their case. When we pick these top games of the week, we want to make sure like this is all around the statewide. You know, we can easily just pick all the top five games in Southeast Michigan and just call it a day. But we want to make sure that the whole state is represented. No, that, and that's I think that's very important because I I, I wouldn't be so uh, short-sighted about it because, you know, you see teams from all over the state win championships and, and make great runs. You know, Granville has become a mainstay at, at Division One. Hey, listen, Forest Hills NE has been able to do a lot of damage in Division Two as well. So, Going to a semifinal and then losing in the final last year, so it is. It is going to be a fun time to see, um, you know, who pops their head up this year. Let's go to Friday now. Allen Park plays number seventeen, Detroit Country Day. You have them seventeenth in your top twenty-five. They're not even in the the coaches' rankings. They have a great goaltender. Yeah, they do, they do. Sam Avola's outstanding. It's it's interesting talking to a few coaches after our rankings came out, and and I'm not making this up. A few coaches said. Yeah, we got to get them in because you know it's it's been a slow build for them. You know, uh, Sam Avola. If if you don't know his stats, uh, he's got a goals against average under one, yeah. under point nine zero, under one. He's got a save percentage. I think nine fifty four, if I'm not mistaken. So this is a guy that is putting up great numbers. And you know what, the team around him. They put together some nice wins now, and Allen Park is a team. You and I have talked about this before. The Jags have shown they can play with anybody. Um, you, they, you, tie, they tie Trenton this yeah, year, three three. Exactly. You've seen that historically for years. You know um, when when Coach Quint had some good teams at Roosevelt, they could they could play with them. So this is this is a Jag program that you know they're six four and two. Are, are they capable of stopping you know this hot country day team? Yeah, that's an intriguing matchup. I'm glad you picked that. Do you feel? Like this is like Farmington all over again a few years ago, where a goal you can take a goalie and ride them all the way. That's, to the that's a really good point. Depending um, on the region and how yeah, far the, the yeah, role oh, they have absolutely. to go. Absolutely, you know, I I think the Yellow Jackets have been close in recent years. I think they've been very close, but when. Here's the deal at, at this level. I think, John, you know this, and I think any of the coaches out there would agree with it. If you have that goalie, you can win two or three games with that guy by himself. I mean, I, I always joke with uh, Coach Ronane at, at Cranbrook, who's a great ambassador for the game, that the, the Lethaman game has grown in, in myth and legend yeah. uh, to, to <laughs> mythical proportions in the yeah, last exactly. five years. You know, it's, he made 10,000 saves, you know, things like that. So um, I think that Sam Avola is that type of guy that that could take them on a long, long run. And uh, and Country Day did beat Allen Park earlier in the year, 2-1. Yep. So we'll see how the second matchup goes. 
continue on Friday. We got Plymouth at, at Heartland. You have Plymouth 11th, and you have Heartland 6th. You, you know, you stated earlier, Plymouth is a dangerous team. I think this is, Coach Vento has done a fantastic job there. I think this may be, and I'm not speaking for him because I have not spoken to him about it. I think this may be his best team. And, and, um, he's had, he has good teams. He's had, oh yeah, he's had good teams. I mean, made, they made the quarterfinals in Division One and lost to CC, but I feel like the winner, you know, like we talked earlier, like, when they play Stevenson, that could be the game that they can go far. Yeah, it's it's uh, that would be a, a a great statement maker. But I, really, this is I think this has been his best team so far. Um, I think everybody knows about what what Coach Gadwa, Gadwa has done. He's a little bit like Travis Perry to me in the regard that he has done such a fantastic job for so many years. Eventually, that seal's going to be broken. And I'm not talking about just getting back to uh, in this case the Division Two semifinals or the finals. But winning it all, so this is a matchup of two teams that, that in my opinion, John, either one of these teams could knock off anybody in Division Two, anybody. So when you get a game like that, that's beautiful. And what do you see in this matchup? Um, you know what? I I think I think Plymouth is deeper than people give them credit for. Um, I I, I, I saw Plymouth play Heartland last year, and I like Heartland at Heartland. Don't get me wrong, but I think that Plymouth is deeper um, than they get credit for. I think they've got a really good blue line as well. Um, that's a flip the coin game, even in, in Heartland. I mean, if you're asking me to choose, I, I kind of like Heartland at home. I think if the game um, was in Plymouth at the Icebox, I think I'd take Plymouth. I feel like this is the top game of the week. I know yeah. we don't really you know, number these one through five. I feel like this is going to be the, the best game of the week. It's Trenton at Livonia-Stevenson. I feel like in the last four to five years, this is like now the new hockey rivalry. Phenomenal! It's it's incredible, and it's because uh, they always meet in the playoffs. Well, and you know what's interesting about it? I think there's a lot of respect in the rivalry too. Yeah. You know, it really seems to Even me when, there's a lot uh, of respect when, when Mike Turner was there. Yeah, uh, Coach Turner's uh, great, and I, I I'm so happy for Chad Clemens because I think how do you replace a guy like Mike Turner? Yep, you no, don't. No, you can't. No. You can't do that. So um, Chad has has done it the right way, and he's built this thing up, and I think that team is, you know, I'm going to say the same thing about this game that I said the last game. Trenton or Livonia-Stevenson could beat anybody in Division Two, and that's what's interesting about this is when when you have games like that, you'd say the same thing about Heartland, Plymouth, uh, Trenton, Livonia-Stevenson. I mean, they're two te- they're, they're teams that could beat anybody in Division Two. Trenton, of course, led by Drew Welsh. What an unbelievable story this kid has turned into. And Trends eleven two and one in the highly competitive MIHL. Isn't that crazy? And you know the the thing that you have to remember, uh, John, is they're eleven two and one, but they're nine zero oh, and one in their last ten games. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. when you're playing that type of schedule, yeah. you're doing something right. And Lavonia Stevenson, they play teams in the MIHL as well this year, so. It's going to be a battle of wills in this game. Yeah, Stevenson has some nice wins. You know, um, they're another team. The KLAA, I think we know that. But uh, Mitchell will play anybody anywhere. Um, you know, they, they knocked off Brother Rice. They have CC coming up. Um, you know, they, they lost to Orchard Lake St. Mary's, who's, you know, number two in, in our list to be sure. But uh, this is this is a team in Livonia-Stevenson that um, it, it may be – Mitchell's deepest team, and and that's a big statement, but I think it may be his deepest team. And when you have a guy like Will Trage in between your your pipes, uh, you can knock off anybody. Uh, but I think Mitch, they come in waves. Uh, Bonet, number four on defense, is is he's a do it all defender. It, he's a fun one to watch for me, John, because when he was a sophomore, 
He was a good player, yeah. and, and you saw signs. Yeah. Now as a senior, he's matured yeah. into an exceptional and I'm going to put you on the spot. I know yeah. you're good friends with Mitch. Who wins this game, Trenton and Stevenson? I'm going to. I okay. I'm going to be a coward, just like the Heartland game. If it was, if it was down in Trenton, I'd take Trenton. Yeah. Uh, it's in Stevenson. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to take Stevenson. Yeah, I know. In the last couple of years, like it's been the road team that wins. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's incredible. Well, you know, they're in all likelihood. Um, well, Plymouth might have something to say about it, and Celine might have something to say about it. But in all likelihood, I think both teams are looking ahead. But um, coaches don't look ahead. We're allowed to look ahead. Um, the way Trenton's playing right now, though, man, again, I need to say it. They just beat they beat Port Huron Northern. We are bringing back the High School Hockey Player of the Year. Yes. And it's presented by National Coney Island, who's also the sponsor of this podcast. Go get lunch at National <laughs> Coney, all right? Exactly. So we have the top ten list. And, Sean, how did we came about this? Well, it's it's interesting. At the beginning of the year, as, as you know, um, we talk to a lot of different coaches, and we get their take on players. And I, I always tell people, you can nominate your guy. If there's a guy that you really like, most coaches most coaches will, will you know, say, I really like this guy. And if, it, you know, there isn't a guy that they don't like, they won't nominate him. So exactly. I think they're very fair to the process. So what we do is we talk to a lot of different coaches, and I've tried to vary who I talked to the last few years, and then you and I sit down and we talk about it, and then it's an evolving process because we came out with our first list, what, December 2nd, and since then I have talked to another group of coaches. I'm not going to mention their name, but I've gotten some input from other coaches, and uh, one guy that we added was Drew Welsh because I had a couple people say that kid has to be on the list, and he has absolutely earned his way on the list, I might uh, add, but um, it, it is an evolving process, and John, the one thing that we I, I like that we keep true to the process and we keep true to talking to the coaches and a mitigating factor in this right or wrong is how far does your team go in the playoffs and that's one thing that it, it could be the mitigating factor when we decide on this one all said and, and done. we're, we're going to have the fans involved too absolutely they, love it and the winner of the online vote you're going to be voting at statechampsnetwork.com the winner of the online vote will have an automatic berth into our final four we'll be announcing our final four near the end of the hockey season yeah. and then after the season c- concludes we will pick our winner so here we go our first guy on our list is Drew Welsh from Trenton. 20 goals, 14 assists, and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to keep talking about this. Uh, five goals against Port Huron Northern. That's an MIHL game. Uh, a, a 6-3 victory, and he pots five. He has been on fire. He put on a show at the MIHL KLAA showcase. Uh, he has been absolutely on fire. Well-deserved on that list. A few years ago, we had a Hockey Player of the Year in Andrew Sawyer yep. from Trenton yep. as well. What can you see out of him? Um, Welsh has been a, a, an absolute monster. There's no other way to say it. I, I wish that I, I, I could break it down for you. When when you're scoring at the pace that he's scoring at, that's a special type of player. And John, I keep I keep saying this. Forget about what I say. Forget about what you say. When multiple coaches tell you a month into the season that there's something special about this kid, you have to get him on the list, tells you all you need to know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned. So I'll defer to a bunch of coaches that have to play against this guy and, and let Drew Welsh and his play speak for itself. Exactly. 
Next on our list from the KLAA from Brighton High School, Adam Conquest. Well, he's a guy that he missed a couple games early. I think everybody will remember what he did last year. He was a one-man wrecking crew in the Division One final against Catholic Central. He really uh, was phenomenal. Uh, he is a BGSU commit. Commit. This is a guy that that's going on. But I think recently he's upped his game as well. This is still a darn good Brighton team. Let's not forget that. Uh, you know, I think sometimes. And what does it say? I hate to interrupt yeah. you. Is that what does it say that he's a high school hockey player committing to a, a college? I think it's awesome. You know, we're we're seeing it more and more. You know, some guys have moved on to play in the USHL and then they they get their commit after that. But John, to me, it, it's it, it's it's awesome that we're seeing this and and. It's a it's a subtle reminder to the young players out there, to the kids out there. You can and will be noticed if if you decide to stick at this level. So it's pretty cool. Exactly, and then we're going to stay in the KLA. When we talked about Heartland earlier, Josh Aubrey's on our list. Well, he's you know he's another guy that. Uh, if it seems like he's been there forever, he has been. And yeah, it feels like he's been there for some years. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, he's a big, strong player. He was a member of the dream team uh, last year, as as recognized by the coaches. And uh, you know, this is this is you know his year. There's no doubt about that. And you know, this is this could be Hartland's year. You know, I mean, you could say that in any given year about what Coach Gadwa has been able to do. But I, I think when in a player like when you have a special talent like Josh Albring, <laughs> it, it really is and, something special. And what does this Say to I thought he was a junior last year. He's going to leave. Yeah, and and he's back. Absolutely, it's it's well, and that's to me that's the coolest thing about this list is you see guys that have been where they've been at for a long time now, and that that's that's really cool yeah. to me that guys are staying and guys are getting noticed. And uh, again, you send the message to the kids out there: you're gonna get noticed. Don't believe me that the assistant general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes said that, and Mike Vellucci. Yeah. Exactly. And on the west side of the state, we have Shane Haggerty from Granville. Well, you know, Granville in recent years has had pretty good talent all across the board, I think, on the blue line. And this year is no different. I think I think there are a couple blue liners that could uh, certainly be recognized for, for uh, Granville. But we're going to go with uh, Haggerty. The thing about him, John, is he's, he's not... Um, he's not the sniper, so to speak. He's not the guy, maybe like Welsh, who's going to go out there and score you a bunch of goals. He gets other players involved. Playmaking is, is something big for him, and he's, he's led the way for Granville. And we talked earlier about Hancock. We're going to go back up north. Alex Nordstrom. He's another one. He he has been at Hancock, I'm convinced, for 15 years. Yeah, same thing with Josh Aubrey. And he's only a junior. Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing about Nordstrom. And, you know, Nordstrom has scored some big goals in his career already to this point. If you remember, he scored, correct me if I'm wrong, the overtime winner against Cranbrook in the semis a couple of years ago. And then they end up winning the title. But he's having another monster year. And uh, I'll tell you what, I think Coach, uh, Coach Dan Rolo has done a fantastic job up there with Hancock. And just a note, that this is not a senior award. It could be anybody. No, it could absolutely. be a freshman. It could be yep. a sophomore. It could be a junior. Yep. You know, when Dominic Lux won our award a few years back, he was a junior. He was so a junior. I'm just, yep. We're just going to let you guys know this is not just a senior award. This is for anybody. Yep. Continuing on our list from Detroit Catholic Central, our number one team in the state, Brendan West. Well, I'm going to I'm going to quote Coach Cal about this. I, I had a chance to talk to Brandon Kalanicki after the CC game, and I you know we were I, I asked him about Brendan West West because we knew that we were going to um, you know have him on this list, and and this is what Cal said. What I love is the things that he does and doesn't get enough credit for. He's strong on the stick. He wins the fifty fifty. 
puck battles all over the ice. And I'll tell you what, watching him play, he does have that 200-foot game. And he's uh, to me, he's uh, another example of lead-by example because I think you watch uh, one of your captains, a guy uh, who, who has so much talent, go out there and work the way that he does. And, John, that stuff's contagious. You, you want to go match that level of intensity. And. I noticed in past CC teams, you didn't have like a, a leading score. It was always in bunches. Yep. Do you feel like Wes is that guy that I'll put you guys on, on my back? I, I think so. I think he's a guy that when, when that, that opportunity presents itself, that, that he can do that. But, you know, he again is another one of those guys that maybe if you're looking for the bombastic numbers, uh, they might not be there. But if you're looking for a guy that other coaches are drooling over, he might be the guy that they're looking at. And we're going to go to Flint Powers here in you know Division Three Power, the number one team in in Division Three according to the Coaches Association. Sam Michael. Well, here here's the thing. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. He's got he's got 27 points in just 14 games. But I'm going to repeat a line that I used earlier. Sometimes losses tell you a lot about a team. They lost three to two. Orchard Lake St. Mary's came from behind and and, and that's part off. of our. Um, Criteria is the competition level. Absolutely. So, so here we go. They lost three to two. Orchard Lake St. Mary's came from behind and knocked them off three to two. Um, I think number one that shows well for Flint Powers Catholic. Not that Travis Perry and the Chargers need that, but I think it shows one uh, nice for them, and and I, I think it shows nice for Sam as well because he scored both their goals. When you're scoring two goals against the number two team in the state, and I think Orchard Lake St. Mary's to me it made a very very strong case for being the number two team in the state. That speaks volumes for me. So you have the productivity, and you have the productivity against uh, you know a caliber of opponent like Orchard Lake St. Mary's, a well-deserved spot. And we know we have a lot of forwards on this list, but we do have a couple defensemen. The first one is Jack Sargent from Northville, and it's another one that we feel like he's been there, been for, there for, for eight years. He <laughs> has been he has been not only um, a tremendous player to watch, but he's one of those guys when you talk to him off the ice, he's just got a great personality. He's a smiling guy, and I, I talked to Coach Robert about him, and you know what he said is Jack is a leader on and off the ice. He is a guy that loves high school hockey, and I you know I'll add to that. Jack is another one of those players that had an opportunity to go elsewhere, and he stayed at Northville, and and you know he helped the Mustangs. He was a big part of the reason why the Mustangs went to the semifinals last year, and he's a big part of the success they're having this year. And he's a scoring defenseman too. He has ten over ten goals. Absolutely, he he does so much. You know, Jack Jack is one of those players. He he does so much. He has been. Fun to watch. He was, you know, he stood out, I think, early on because of his skating, but now he does so much, he really, really stands out. And another one on those lists, we we had a little debate about this, you know, when we were deciding our top 10 and another defenseman, we decided on Jordan Kovacs from Warren DeLaSalle. Yeah, senior blue liner. Um, you know, he he really is leading the way for DeLaSalle. And, I, you know, I'll say this again uh, and use DeLaSalle as an example. We were talking about Cranbrook earlier. Pay no attention to the record of the pilots. The pilots are a team that can knock anybody off. Yep, and you know, again, the MIHL schedule, you know, and then once you get down to Division Three, it's fair game. Yep, no doubt about it. And lastly, we ha- the only goalie on this list, Will Trage, Livoni Stevenson. Well, I think if you talk to coaches, they, they would probably say almost unanimously that 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 Will is is the best goaltender in the state. Uh, Will is a great story because Will probably 
could have and should have played if he was in another place when he was an underclassman. But um, I use the term he was an understudy to Cullen Barber. And you know what? You never heard Will complain. He was like, how can I get better? What can I do to get better? And I think it's shown itself. And, and Coach Mitchell said, Will is a tireless worker who has been the backbone of our program the past couple of years. He also possesses next-level abilities. I think Coach Mitchell would know something about that. You know, he's been able to graduate a few players to that next level, playing Division One and and whatnot. And Coach Mitchell was able to play Division One himself for Western Michigan back in the '90s. So uh, Will Traggy is is another in, in in a long line now, pretty good Stevenson goaltenders. And I think before all is said and done, he might be considered up there with any of them. So that's our top 10. You can go to statechampsnetwork.com and cast your vote today. Like we said earlier, the winner of the online vote automatically gets a berth into the Final Four. I know you just talked about Trage Quick maybe being up there. Who do you think is the early favorites right now? Well, you know what? I think you have to start with Drew Welsh. And, and we, we listed these. We didn't put them in the order of importance. There was, it was just random order. But I think you have to start with Drew Welsh. I mean, really. I mean, what, what he's doing from a scoring standpoint. And, John, you touched on it. It's who they're playing, too. When you're doing this against MIHL opponents, when you're doing this against um, KLAA, I've got a soft spot in my heart for Brendan West. I really do because West, while it may not show with the bombastic numbers, I I think I challenge anybody, watch him play, and you'll see why coaches are are so high on him. I wouldn't count on Alex Nordstrom either. You know, that Hancock team is very capable of winning it all. And if Alex Nordstrom leads the way, uh, he's going to be hard to pick against. And just to let you guys know, listening or watching this, this is not a top 10 and this is it. We can be adding players, deleting players. We want to hear from you. So if you want, you know, if you feel you disagree with our top 10, we want to hear from you. So that's it for the Power Play podcast here on the State Champs Podcast Network presented by National Coney Island. We're going to be back here again next week. 